Hello and welcome to So It's a Show, a podcast where we attempt and often fumble around while keeping up with Lorelai and Rory's pop culture references on Gilmore Girls. I'm Kyla. And I'm Agent 23. Oh yeah, I should, can I, can I redo mine? Yeah, redo it, Chief. (laughs) I'm Agent 10. And I'm 23. Just 23? Yes. Um, and I'm pretty sure I know exactly why we both chose those numbers, because we are basic people who can't be creative. <laughs> Choose our birthday <laughs> numbers. <laughs> yes, ma'am. That's exactly it. it. Um, I'm glad that I finally found you, Taylor. I'm glad I found you, too. It's truly been a journey. Stealing that boat <laughs> was worth it to start this podcast yeah i have been podcasting from prison this entire time fun fact uh but i'd say it's worth it you've been doing a great job really making things work i've just been doing some community service and you know no big Mm -hmm. deal yeah (laughs) because uh some agents are not quite on level with james bond so it doesn't always work out as well but also it always does least in this sitcom we're talking about today. Woo-hoo! But first, should we maybe talk about some pop culture we've been loving? Yes. Felt pretty confident in my recommendation of... Kyla. Tita, I'm making you go first. No, K-Town. you can't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, K-Town. Here's what I got. End of the year means lots of great movies are coming out and lots to catch up on so i want to plug a few because this is our last shindig of the year the last of season five and i just want to highlight a few movies house of gucci we love lady gaga this movie is a blast don't take it's already out it is out yes i went last weekend and it's phenom. Don't take the children. It's definitely rated R. But it is a blast. So funny. So just totally I'm absorbed the whole time in this crazy murder <laughs> fashion family drama King Lear meets Macbeth plot. I'm all in. Um, How happy are we that Lady Gaga is now an actress? Uh, Even happier after you see this movie. She's great. Yay. It's I so love- fun. Also want to highlight a movie that I'm currently in the middle of. Have about 40 minutes left before it was time <laughs> to record. Because guess who make an appearance? Amy Sherman Palladino and Daniel Palladino. It is the Sparks Brothers documentary on what? Netflix. And this is not a band I'm super familiar with. But it is directed by Edgar Wright, who directed many movies you probably love. Like Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Yes, and (laughs) many other cool movies. And uh, Amy and Dan just show up with a bunch of other celebrities just to talk about how much they love this band. And How tall is her hat? She is wearing a hat. It's about average for Amy height, which is above average for most people. (laughs) Yeah. 
So those are the two that I have been watching lately that I've really been digging on. And there will be a top 10 list eventually, but I usually don't get to that till January because there's so many movies. <laughs> yes. Um, Can't wait to watch House of Gucci. I didn't know it was out yet. Shame on me. But now I know. I'll Shame. head to my local $10 theater. There you go. So I am here, as always, with your trash TV recommendations. I feel like we have a good balance, Taylor. You are like, which I'm sure people have caught on to, you're like more of the critic and, or you're more of the critic and I'm more of the crowd. Spoof on your own blog. So there's a new season of In the Dark out. In the Dark isn't, well, I guess it's CW, which makes sense for me, but it's on Netflix and it's about a blind woman and her friends and they just get into all sorts of mess that they shouldn't with drug dealers and you know they're just like average people but the interesting mm -hmm. part is that normally in shows when someone has a disability like that like being blind they are like treated like this brave soul and they're kind of held up and like wow look at them you know mm -hmm. but this character is hot garbage. She is not a good person. <laughs> and so I just love that shift and like, yeah, like people just because they have a disability, like they still just doesn't normal, mean like they're inspiring. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> but anyways, she does very well for herself and um, new season out. It's not as good as, you know, the beginning, but that's how shows go. A show that, a trash show that I'm going to tell you not to watch from Freeform that is currently on Hulu, I believe, Twisted. Watched a few episodes, forgot about it, remembered it this week, didn't pick it back up. Um, <laughs> but it's a typical high school show. This kid murders his aunt when he's like eight. No one knows why, but now he's out of jail, out of juvie, and at high school. And, uh... Not very popular. And I forgot about it, so it's not very good. Okay, so you're not recommending Twisted. Say the Correct. name of the show you are recommending again. In the Dark. In the Dark, and that's on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Okay. So put I that on your list, Taylor. <laughs> feel like I heard someone talk about it, and now that's two recommendations. Unless the other person was you a different time. It might have been. It's possible, but I don't think it was. <laughs> um, I also just want to point out, I feel like I save my critic recommendations for this plug, but I do want you to know I've also been on, like, a Jason Statham movie binge lately. Love it. So I also indulge in that side. I just, like, don't feel like I need to recommend another, like, B-level Jason Statham action flick where they're all the same. Yeah, um, like people can find those on their own if they want them. Yeah, but like I did watch Nomeo and Juliet because Jason Statham <laughs> plays a supporting role. And now I can cross it off the list. Not good. Don't waste your time on Nomeo and Juliet unless you have a little child who might need to be introduced to Shakespeare. In which case, it might be a very nice movie <laughs> for your child. Yeah, good introduction. Mm -hmm. There's too many great movies. The burden is overwhelming sinking under the pressure well maybe we should transition to something that i think is a little bit of a crowd meets critic it is both very enjoyable and critically acclaimed and that is gilmore girls yeah i thought so 
Yeah. <laughs> now we could also make this argument for our pop culture ref today because I I think we could have that conversation too. Mm-hmm. But first, we're going to talk about our favorite show made by Spark Superfans, <laughs> Amy Sherman Palladino and Dan Palladino. We are talking about Gilmore Girls 522, A House is Not a Home. You may have noticed we skipped 521, Blame Booze in Melville. As we are wont to do sometimes, we sometimes skip episodes when we don't think there's a pop culture ref worth spending a whole hour discussing or so. Mm-hmm. So we are on to 522, which is the season five finale. It is also our season finale. Crazy. But we have hit now officially five years of this podcast. (laughs) Clapping sound effect. (laughs) Yeah. We've been doing this for five years. I, that is so weird to me because Mm -hmm. I kind of can't remember not doing this anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Like. I mean, yeah. And I don't like you and I talk about this sometimes. Um. But I wish Gilmore Girls lasted longer because now I feel like I don't know what I'm going to do with my life after two years, you know? <laughs> we'll talk yeah. about We're not going to talk about it. We'll talk about it in two years. We'll not talk about it now. Okay. No. But, I mean, it's been, like, since we got out of college, essentially. Wait. No, no, no. It was a little a after. Couple, it was yeah, 2016. Yeah, we got out of college. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways. So, most of my 20s. Well, not most. Yeah, No. Half of your 20s. Most, half of my 20s. Most of the 20s that you've lived. <laughs> when I finish my 20s. <laughs> when I finish my 20s, I will have spent most of my 20s doing this podcast. Yes. <laughs> At this point, Beautiful. I spent about half my 20s. <laughs> Is this fun? Okay. For us. <laughs> yeah. But first, we're going to talk about a time when I was not in my 20s, and that is specifically May 17th, 2005, when this episode first aired. The IMDb plot summary is, Rescuing Rory after a night of reckless behavior with Logan, Lorelai is shocked to hear her daughter's plans for the future. Lorelai first turns to Richard and Emily for help, but soon realizes that Luke is the only person she can trust. Hmm. Yeah. Ugh. What a cliffhanger. Yeah. Oh, I just like got goosebumps thinking about it. (laughs) Um, As frustrating as this plot development is, I rewatched this episode this week and just was, it it is so well done. All the Lorelai conflict with Rory and the Lorelai conflict with Emily and Richard. I feel like this is a, an essential or maybe even quintessential Gilmore Girls episode. Yeah, because I, I mean, there's lots of kind of debate throughout the show, like, oh, Lorelai is so mean to her parents. They're not that bad. And I, I just see some of that online. And But then you see, like, no, in the end, they don't value what Lorelai wants for herself, you know? Or her and, opinion, uh, or what. You know, if Lorelai thinks it's a good idea, they automatically think it's not. Yeah. So the support is not there. Um, And I don't know. I think it, like, Lorelai and Rory, it makes sense that they would have, like, I think it was good that they had this all-out kind of war between them because 
they're like besties the whole time, you know? So it's shocking, mm-hmm. but it makes sense with like what happened. So anyways. Yes. I think it is a great creative development for the show as a person who loves these characters mm-hmm. and the rhythm of the show. I don't love it, but I like, yes, if we had just had seven seasons of them being happy all the time, I don't think the show would have been as memorable in the long run, honestly. Like, I think this is like a great creative turning point for the show. Yeah. And we've talked about this. I think I still think that Dean and when Dean and Rory get back together for the last time, that that is still much worse to watch than the episodes where Lorelai and Rory are fighting. I, yes, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Which is odd, but true. Ugh. Yeah. (sighs) Well, let us talk about one of Rory's lowest points in the series. And the reappearance of some of my least favorite characters (laughs) in what is probably our first and who knows maybe not our last colin and finn pop culture reference well this is much nicer than the last place we picked him up from yes we definitely need to keep this one in mind for future infractions excuse me officer we're wondering if one logan huntsberger has been released from your fine custody yet nope have a seat We'll be over here. And if you have a moment, we'd like to order some appetizers. So typical. Logan would have to get busted during the one time I almost got Rosemary to agree to go home with me. It's vintage Huntsberger, my friend. Friday nights and in jail. The boy knows how to party. Stealing Richardson's boat. Genius. Let's not forget the lovely Rory. Yes, Maxwell Smart finally found his 99. Taylor, did you know who Maxwell Smart was or his 99 something? <laughs> I think it would have taken me a second, but I do think by this point I would have seen the Get Smart movie, Mm. which had not come out by the time this episode did, but by the time I watched this episode would have come out. So I think I Mm -hmm. would have at least known they were referencing Get Smart, but obviously they would not have been referencing the movie I had seen, so different context for Colin and Finn than for college age Taylor. Yeah. How about you? I saw the movie Get Smart, but what year did that come out? 2008. So I guess I would have watched this episode when that came out, but I did not. I'm sure I didn't remember (laughs) who that was um, because I barely remember that movie now Mm -hmm. and i don't i'm not good at remembering movies so i probably had forgotten by that time fair enough and it's a pretty (laughs) blink and you'll miss it reference yeah it is yeah but now i know all about it and Mm -hmm. i do remember though when that movie did come out that my mom was very excited because she loved the show get smart And I have a feeling that once she listens to this episode, she will start watching it again. Um, As she started watching Dark Shadows for a while after our episode came out about it. Love it. And, um, but yeah, this is a fun 50s, 60s sitcom. 60s. 60s. And I've, I've missed our sitcom talk. We haven't been to one of these old shows in a while. You know, Mary Tyler Moore and... 
what we did just kind of talk about Rick and Dick. Yes, the, in a flashback in a time travel episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> which, side note, I don't like to toot our own horn, as they say, but I did want to mention that I have been listening to Turner Classic Movies, the Plot Thickens podcast, which you're all like rolling your eyes. You're like, Taylor, you've mentioned this a hundred times. <laughs> but this season is all about Lucille Ball. And when we re-aired our episode, Ooh. I decided to re-listen to it because I had not listened to it since it came out. And then immediately after, I listened to the episode from TCM about the time when I Love Lucy was starting and she had her baby the same night that the show aired the birth episode. And Mm -hmm. I was like, we did a great job. I was like, the level of research we did was like (laughs) not as deep as Turner Classic Movies, but that's because they were able to do like in-person interviews with people involved in the Lucille Ball people world (laughs) yeah and also they probably don't say things like lucille ball people world but anyway side note i just wanted to mention i'm proud (laughs) of us we did a good job yeah go us go us okay back to the sitcom at hand not starring lucille ball Mm -hmm. we are talking about get smart today which is a sitcom that aired from 1965 to 1970 139 episodes it was co-created by buck henry and a guy you may have heard of mel brooks Mm -hmm. and it stars don adams barbara felden and edward platt and you know i had to check for the guest stars so here are some big ones that you might recognize phyllis diller martin landau who was in edwood i believe when we talked about that Bob Hope, Ernest Borgnine, James Kahn, Fred Willard, Vincent Price, Regis Philbin, which I just... Okay. Um, Carol Burnett, who we have talked about on a different sitcom episode. Leonard Nimoy. um, Ted Knight from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Don Rickles. And you know I love hearing this. From Murder, She Wrote and Happy Days. Tom Bosley. So there is an Angela connection. Oh, finally. It's been a while. I know. It's about time. <laughs> Get Smart won seven Emmys, including Best Comedy twice out of three nominations. Uh, Don Adams won Best Actor in a Comedy three out of four nominations. They wow. also won Best Writing for a Comedy and Comedy Directing each one out of two nominations. And I want to give a shout to Barbara Felden, who was also nominated for Best Actress in a Comedy twice. Did not win, but solid showing. Yeah. The show also ended up in a theatrical movie in 1980 called The Nude Bomb. <laughs> Just, it involved a, a supervillain's plans to, like, make clothes disappear or something. I didn't fully... I did not. Sounds like a superhero to me. I know. Or um, <laughs> <laughs> did you ever watch Phineas and Ferb on Disney Channel? Not really. Okay. But I get. I know the premise. 
Yes, well, and Perry the Platypus is always up against Dr. Doofenshmirtz, who is always inventing a, like, weird innator to, like, do Mm -hmm. some weird thing. That feels like a Dr. Doofenshmirtz, like the no-clothes-inator or something, which, (laughs) just what a treat. There was also a 1989 made-for-TV movie called Get Smart Again, a 1995 TV reunion series, which starred Andy Dick as the son of Maxwell Smart, and the 2008 movie that you and I talked about starring Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway. Don't you think that Get Smart Again missed an opportunity to be called Get Smarter? It sure does seem like it. Like, it's right there in front of you. (laughs) If we can have a, a series of movies where the first movie is called Alien and the second movie is called Aliens... Like, I think we can do Get Smarter. Seems like it. Yeah. Well, maybe for the sequel to the new movie. Yes, if they can get Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway on board more than 10 years later. <laughs> <laughs> the fans are calling for it. We are, I guess. I don't know. Let's start a viral campaign question. Yeah. Mark. Hashtag Get Smarter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, Kyla. Uh, Tell me about some of the episodes you watched of the show. Well, I watched the pilot. Did you also watch the pilot? I also did, yes. Yeah, we usually do. And this introduces... uh, Well, this, of course, introduces Max and all the characters, but also it's when he first gets paired with agent 99 so it's immediate Mm -hmm. as well as a dog agent k12 again (laughs) why he isn't called k9 i had the same thought (laughs) missed opportunity not very smart Mm -hmm. you ask me and you know there's like they go to a they go to a train station i don't actually remember the plot well the plot is secondary you know, he has to meet up with 99, and he is supposed to find someone who uses a code phrase about a baseball mm-hmm. team winning a doubleheader. Well, lo and behold, they win a doubleheader that day, so every single person is using that <laughs> phrase. Yes. And he doesn't realize that 99 is a woman until she, like, removes her hat or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he has to stop a supervillain, and there is a cone of silence in which he tries to talk mm-hmm. to the chief, and it malfunctions. Yeah. And and they win, probably. So the premise of the show, <laughs> maybe it's more helpful if we summarize that mm-hmm. than this first episode, is that there are two organizations, control and chaos. Mm-hmm. And and maybe you're thinking that control is the bad guy, you know, freedom. Mm. But no, they're the good guys. They're the American government spy organization and chaos spelled with, isn't it like spelled with a K? Yes, K-A-O-S. And these are both yes. capitalized, but there's no record of them ever standing for anything, even though they're Yeah, they were caps. supposed to. And the series creators never came up with what the letters would stand for. (laughs) I love that. 
Maxwell Smart works for Control, and Chaos is always trying to, you guessed it, cause chaos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eventually, there is a guy we meet called Siegfried that is more or less the leader of chaos, leading all the shenanigans. He was also a regular on the love boat, so if you see him, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I recognize him. That's why. I love him. and yes every episode is about the shenanigans of chaos and how control is trying to thwart their shenanigans in one that i watched episode 119 there is a robot that chaos develops to try and infiltrate the control organization and it's successful for a while but by the end of it maxwell and aka 86 86 and 99 have converted this machine into being a good machine nice Mm -hmm. yes um they usually accomplish uh their mission with the use of many gadgets Mm -hmm. uh one common one is a shoe phone that rings at very inconvenient times. And uh, that's in Max's shoe. There I saw him on a phone at a fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. Just in the street. Probably the... Is, it was a shot on Warner Brothers Studio lot. Where I was... The episodes I watched, it did not look like the studio lot. But most of them looked like custom sets for the show. Mm-hmm. Like the headquarters and... Um, one place he uses the shoe phone in the first episode, actually, I think the very first scene is he's at the opera and his phone rings. Mm-hmm. And I thought about how in the sixties you would never hear a phone ring at the theater. Oh yes. So for audiences <laughs> in the sixties, you'd be like, why am oh. I hearing a phone ring today? We're just like, Oh no, somebody forgot to turn off their phone. Like the guy in House of Gucci who didn't turn off his phone and kept checking sports scores. But in the 60s, that didn't happen unless you were Maxwell Smart with a shoe phone. Well, it looks like they were not filmed at Warner Brothers. But there was just one part where he's walking on the street that Mm -hmm. I thought, could it be? (laughs) One of the episodes I also watched, season one, episode 23, I'm Only Human... And Max's dog, Agent K-12, who is written out after this season because he's apparently (laughs) difficult to work with. Like, seriously. (laughs) He just wasn't a very well-trained dog. I don't know. But he is about to be put out of service. Not killed. Just not an agent anymore. Not that a dog should be an agent. Anyways. um, (laughs) But uh, Chaos has been... Uh, has a dog spa that they run and in D.C. And so government officials' dogs have been going there. And then the dogs have been killing the government officials because chaos <laughs> brainwashes them. Not trains them, <laughs> brainwashes them into being their slaves. And essentially teach them all German, the whole German language, which is pretty cool because... When Kate, when Max and 99 are trapped and they want to give commands to their dog, they just can say any English se- or any German sentence and the dog responds. So okay. Max is like, how do you say pick up the bomb? <laughs> and 
say, tell him to pick up the bomb. And he does. And we'll get more into this, I'm sure. But Agent 99 knows German. And instead of speaking German to the dog, she tells Max what to say. And then he says it. Which yeah. She could have said it herself. But yeah. She uh, has no name. Her name is 99. So that should tell you something. uh another episode i watched was 203 a spy for a spy in which chaos captures the chief from control which one of maxwell's most common phrases is sorry about that chief (laughs) they capture the chief and to get back at them, Control captures Siegfried. But then Chaos is like, oh, well, we need to get back at them. So they kidnap another person. And they eventually kidnap back and forth so many times that only one guy from... Which somehow I think Siegfried gets set free. Siegfried and Maxwell are the only ones left who have not been captured. (laughs) And so they have to do this negotiating Uh truce where they're talking about how, like, okay, if you give me the chief, I'll give you this secret weapon. Okay, like, they have this whole negotiation. They have to go back and forth. And he has this big whiteboard of where he's, like, moving around all the different ponds to try and keep track of who's been captured and finally it's just like completely full and like fully swapped with where everybody is oh my gosh that's really funny (laughs) (laughs) the last episode i watched was season one episode 24 stakeout on blue mist mountain and they discover that chaos agents have been infiltrating the u.s And they've just been coming in one after the other. And so they go to the airport and Max poses as just a regular old traveler. And he's supposed to switch suitcases with the chaos agent and then look at his suitcase, but then switch back before the chaos agent ever notices. So they don't really know why they switch suitcases because they're keeping 99 is distracting him. Anyways, they look at his suitcase, they see this mysterious object, take a couple photos, because they have a camera, that's cool, little small one, and Max goes to give the suitcase back, but he has closed his tie in the suitcase, (laughs) and so it's attached to him. So they just arrest the chaos agent, which kind of makes more sense anyway, Mm -hmm. and then Max poses as the chaos agent, goes to their meetup, and they've assembled a bomb, they've each brought in like a different part And his tie got him into the pickle, but it also gets him out because his tie gets wedged into the bomb and it stops the mechanism. Love it. Well, and I watched one last episode. It was 208 Whodunit. And I do have to put an asterisk on this one because just some of this, as many shows in the 60s, did not age well in that there is a man doing a Mickey Rooney at Breakfast at Tiffany's, a.k.a. a white guy dressing up as an Asian man uh. doing a caricature. So that is not a thing that has aged well in this show. Uh, the premise of the episode, though, is clever. It's like an Agatha Christie episode where they are at a resort trying to figure out who the killer is 
and narrowing mm-hmm. it down. But eventually, the only people left are 86, 99, and their friend, Harry, who. And so it's like, wait a minute, who did this? Of course, there's a twist. But, you know, eventually everybody's dead except the people who are investigating. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So what did you think of the show? I enjoyed it and I laughed a lot. I didn't expect that necessarily. I, you know, like we talked mm-hmm. about, some of the socio political, cultural things have not aged as well. But mm-hmm. the, I mean, the jokes, the premise, I thought was still very clever and funny and had a nice time watching this one, which is why I watched four episodes instead of just what I feel like is like the requisite two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I liked it too, and I was surprised by how much I laughed. And it was it was just fun, and it was stupid humor, but it wasn't like, I'm an idiot. It was just that clever things would happen. Like his tie getting stuck in two things, and one it was mm-hmm. bad and one it was good. And so that was really funny at the end. Because then he accidentally restarts the bomb, and he doesn't have his tie anymore so he says to another guy up oh, let me have your tie and he's gonna <laughs> put it on so it was yeah it was just clever in its stupidity so i enjoyed yes. it yes uh and i have to ask where do you fall on the mel brooks sense of humor is that your guy is it not how do you feel about mel brooks well Putting myself back in the crowd category. I know the name Mel Brooks. I can't name anything except Get Smart that he's created. So tell me, what is Mel Brooks? Well, Mel Brooks, I know you've seen some of his stuff because you have seen The Producers, which is something Ooh, which he I created. hated. <laughs> no, okay. So he is also known for Young Frankenstein, Spaceballs. I'm watching you. By the way, she just keeps shaking her head every time uh, I say this. Blazing Saddles. Um, I mean, he's also an actor and has been in a bunch of things. I'm just naming things he's written and directed. Uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, I saw that. So, yeah, no, not my thing. Okay. But this one wasn't as stupid as those. Also, and here's the thing for me, I think it... He had a co-writer, Buck Henry, so it wasn't Mm -hmm. just... And obviously there were other writers in a writer room. It wasn't just those two. Yeah. But I think Mel Brooks is a funny guy and has, you know, irreverent, clever premises. My beef with him is usually that every woman, the joke is either, wow, she's beautiful and has great knockers, or wow she's really ugly like those are the two things for women in like all his comedies and there's like enough of other stuff in there that like is clever and funny for me where i'm like okay that's not my favorite but i can still watch this and like enjoy 70 percent of it you know Mm -hmm. and i feel like having 1960s tv censors obviously not great for a lot of things i'm not saying we should go back to 60s tv restrictions but Mm -mm. i think that toned some of that down for us a little bit yeah and actually he was only on board for the pilot and then it was just brooks so 
Maybe that's why I enjoyed it a little more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I feel like this is also a great show for us to watch after doing a James Bond episode just a few episodes ago. And I feel like this show just highlights a lot of the ridiculousness of James Bond that the movies uh, that 007 seems to take very seriously. (laughs) Yes. Well, and this was... Oh, and I forget what the other show, but the creators and the production company were like James Bond and what was Inspector the other Clouseau, I think. Yes, that's what it was. Inspector Clouseau were really popular, so give us that. And I mean, it's a lot more Inspector Clouseau for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Maxwell Smart is maybe supposed to be Bond-esque because he is good at fighting. He feels a little like Inspector Clouseau dropped into the world of James Bond. Like where there's mm. this premise with super villains and people with really convoluted plots about how they're going to take over the world. But mm-hmm. then he just shows up and like stumbles his way through it. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Phillips and I are the only two people who know the combination of that safe. Now, I don't know about him. But they haven't yet invented the torture that could drag those numbers from my lips. You're right, Mr. Glee. I remember when I was in Burma during the war. I was captured by the enemy and gave only my name, rank, and serial number in spite of being subjected to the most fiendish torture ever devised by man. The water torture. A drop of water on the forehead every minute for 300 gallons. 300 gallons, Mr. Brown, would you believe it? That's pretty hard to believe. Would you believe a quart? came by once a day with a glass of water and an eyedropper. I found a lot of Barbara Feldon interviews. So I kind of went down a little Barbara Feldon. Sure, go for um, it. What's the word? Rabbit hole? Yeah, rabbit hole. <laughs> Those things that you go down a lot. Um, <laughs> And... Watched an interview where she talked about how she was cast in Get Smart. They saw her in a commercial. And that was really all she had done. And they were like, she would be great. Do you want to see this commercial? Yes, please. I want a word with all you tigers. Oh, you men know which ones you are. I like you. But I don't like lions. You know, men with wild, dry manes. The kind with lots of uh, dandruff. And then there are the greasy bears, the ones who slick down their hair. But that only makes dandruff worse. I always give them the brush. Yeah, I like tigers. Men who use top brass hairdressing. Top brass fights dandruff because it's medicated. See, it says right here, top brass has medicated ingredients to fight dandruff. And top brass is non-greasy. What in the <laughs> world? Uh, yeah, they It is non-greasy. She... <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, her growl is <laughs> lovely. Um, they just thought she was sexy and, uh, they liked how she said tiger and growled and she got the gig. (laughs) The only thing that they didn't like, or rather Don didn't like, 
who played Maxwell Smart, was her height. So the reason why she always is a little slouchy is because Don wished she was shorter. And she said that she wanted to appease her co-host and make him feel good. <laughs> so sign of the times. And so she slouched and never wore heels, always flats. Yes, I read an interview with her where she said a lot of times she walked around with no shoes on. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, the character of 99 was, I mean, about as empty as her name in a lot of ways. She was just kind of there to be like, Maxwell, you're so smart. Or here, here's my smart plan that'll actually end up saving the day. And <laughs> But it's you, it's all your idea, Max. Um, but it's also, it's not, at least in what I saw, I watched, you know, three episodes, it wasn't so blatant of like, 99, you're an idiotic woman. Let me do this. No. You know, it wasn't blatant like that. It was just things like, oh, I can speak German, Max. Oh, okay, well, how do you say this? Here's how you say it. And then he said it for her. You know, things more so like that. But I thought that what she said about her character um, in another interview in 2019 with an Australian TV station, because they like Get Smart, thought it was pretty spot on. As good as Get Smart was, you've said it couldn't be done today, that things have, times have changed, yeah, I'm innocent then. Yeah, there, it was, don't you think? A more innocent time. And uh, the character of 99, I don't think could be done today because women are much more assertive now yes. than yeah. they were. And I don't think the softness, the deference to men that she had, which was left over from the 1950s, yeah. and was, and yet, her independence, which was presaging the feminist yes. movement in the late 60s, um, I think that you it has to be in its time. I think it, it needs to remain there like, like and, you know, and leave it untouched. Mm. I thought that was a good way to put it. Not She was like, you don't have to dismiss the show, but it was in its time, and like, let's yeah. leave it there. We don't need to make it again. And I do think there's a degree to which her smartness... <laughs> to use the show's term, her smartness <laughs> is kind of a nice foil for his silliness and yeah. not so smartness. But yes, of course, like you said, it's of its time. I do think the 2008 movie tried to update that a little bit because I read mm -hmm. that Barbara Feldon always played her character like she was in love with Maxwell. And of course, by the end of the series, they get married and have children but in the 2008 movie, it's kind of reversed, where Anne Hathaway, 99, is very smart, good at her job, annoyed by the silliness mm -hmm. of Steve Carell. And you can tell they've kind of got some chemistry in the movie, but really she's the one who is the smart one and recognizes yeah. that she is not being recognized as she should for her intelligence and goodness or how good she is at her job yeah and also the twins they have a boy and a girl they never get names in the show <laughs> just like their mother so <laughs> i did also think it was funny watching this show don adams and barbara felden man they uh, knew what they were doing when they cast Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway. They look a lot like both those actors 
in the height, in their faces. Yeah. And I think Steve Carell is a pretty good spiritual follow-up to Don Adams and his style of comedy. Uh, because Michael sure. Scott is definitely a dum-dum who is very confident. And so he knows what he's doing playing that role in the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And Get Smart was also inspiration or really i mean it was a remake inspector gadget was a reimagined version of get smart and don adams actually voice acted for inspector mm -hmm. gadget and i loved inspector gadget as a kid i thought that was so fun i loved all the gadgets so it was kind of like all of the gadgets in get smart were mm -hmm. now in maxwell smart inspector gadget yes did you like Inspector Gadget? Did you watch that as a kid? I watched the Matthew Broderick movie and enjoyed mm. it as a kid. Uh, I have never watched the animated series. Mm, okay. Oh, another little fun fact. Um, Barbara, so she had only, she did this shampoo commercial um, and hadn't had a lot of success. And she shared that... She went to a stripper audition mm -hmm. <laughs> and she was just, you know, looking in the newspaper for all the, you know, acting auditions and she, cause she was out here in LA and she showed up and she was like, I had a little hat and like told her, shared her, sh her whole outfit. She showed up and, and the guy was like, get out of here. <laughs> this is not... This is not a, this is not for you. <laughs> so glad that didn't work out. Well, here's a question. Were these for you? All of Maxwell Smart's catchphrases. Yes, lay them on me. <laughs> well, I mentioned earlier the sorry about that, Chief, which <laughs> I don't know if that's a catchphrase so much as just a recurring situation he's in mm -hmm. where he has to apologize for whatever happened. Like I don't know, the chief getting kidnapped. Uh, there's also missed up by that much, which I didn't catch mm -hmm. in any of my episodes, but I do remember in the movie. Did you see that catchphrase? No, but I know that I've, I, I tried to look for that in the Gilmore Girls scripts and didn't find it. Okay. I just feel like I can see Lorelai saying that. Oh, 100%. I f am surprised, honestly. I didn't find that either when I looked for it. Oh, yes, I remember now. Missed it by that much. <laughs> the other one, it always starts with, would you believe? And this one <laughs> yes. always got a laugh out of me. So, for yes. example, in the first episode, he is saying, at the moment, seven Coast Guard cutters are converging on us. Would you believe that? And the villain says, I find that hard to believe. And Smart says, hmm, would you believe six? I don't think so. How about two cops in a rowboat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That would make me laugh in that episode and in others. Yes. I love the way he de-escalates that every time. So a lot of articles, when I searched for Get Smart Research, they often started with, would you believe? Here are some fun facts about Get Smart. And also in Inspector Gadget, a couple of those catchphrases show up. The would you believe, I'm sorry about that, chief. Oh, that's funny. Another connection to something we've covered before, the Thin Man. 
After Don heard Powell say, Asta, Asta, he decided how he would talk as Maxwell Smart. I love that. Uh, One last fun fact for you. While the series was inspired by James Bond and Inspector Clouseau, it was also a little bit meant to spoof the CIA and the goings-on they Mm. had there. Apparently, the show was not greenlit from the first network it went to because they thought it was too un-American to spoof uh, (laughs) these Mm -hmm. agencies and did not really get the humor. And in the first episode, they did not like that a dog runs away in fear instead of being a good dog when K-12 runs back under the doggy door. (laughs) Didn't like that. I read in an interview with Mel Brooks... He talked about how, you know, that he stands by the show spoofing the CIA and kind of making them look like buffoons. And Mm -hmm. he said he once met somebody from the CIA who was, they were very big fans of the CIA, he learned. So apparently (laughs) a lot of people in that agency find humor in it as well. So I think the network that passed on the show for being un-American... I have a feeling they're kicking themselves, even to this day. Yeah, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. So should we talk about how this fits into the world of Gilmore Girls? Oh, I say let's do it. So here's what I don't get. Maxwell Smart and 99 find each other in the very first episode of the show. And like mm-hmm. Logan and Rory... I mean, in Maxwell's lifetime, yeah, I guess it took a while to find 99. <laughs> but in the show, it didn't take long. Maybe it's not so much about the time as it is Colin and Finn saying, wow, they've really met the yin to their yang. Logan has finally met a smarter woman who is willing to go on with mm. his shenanigans no matter how dumb they are and looks adoringly at him even when he's doing dumb things. Yeah, because 99 did go along with all of Max's plans no matter what. And yep. of course they think that this was Logan's idea, of course, And that Rory went along with it. Yes. And it's finally someone who will stick along for all the schemes, no matter the situation and no matter how crazy they get. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. All right. That does fit. But I do think you have a point that finally may not be the right word in the context of the actual Maxwell Smart in 99. Yeah, if you want to get down to the, yeah, syntax and the wordage. (laughs) Now, did you know this is not the only reference to Get Smart in Gilmore Girls? I had a feeling. Let's play those clips. Independence in. I need the hat rack. The fish flies at night. What? I don't know. Who is this? This is your mother. Oh, well, hi, Mom. I didn't recognize your voice. Next time we get this group together, we're going to have to frisk for weapons. Hand out gags. Employ six individual cones of silence. 
I need to collect my thoughts. No, the last time I left you alone with your thoughts, I came back and you were in the reds again. So? We've ruled out red. Why do we rule out red? Because you don't like red. Right, and when I'm right, I'm right. Red would be way too much in here. Now, just give me a minute to concentrate. Cone of silence, please. You got it. Hey, what are all your shoes doing down here? You broke the cone. Cone of silence. What a goofy contraption. Makes no yes. sense. And I think that was another thing that was specifically spoofing things or organizations like the CIA, where they have zillions of dollars and can't create technology that works. Yeah, yeah, because the cone of silence light didn't even fully surround them. <laughs> it didn't work. Yes, which is a very um, funny visual gag for sure. Yeah, um, and then I love the the fish the fish flies at night like those <laughs> silly little catchphrases, which was immediately in and get smart um i need the hat rack <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i guess i don't know if they were specifically thinking of get smart when they had this exchange in gilmore girls but boy does that fit well with the way control agents spoke to each other sure does yes so kyla so taylor i'm sorry 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 so ten so 23 that's our show that's our show but don't tell chaos (laughs) yay we are now officially smarter we got smarter in this episode we did would you say for sure Sure did um thank you for listening to five years of our podcast i don't know if you've been around for five years but we've got five years of content for you (laughs) And we shared this on Instagram, I know for sure, but of course all the Spotify wrapped is coming out and it was so fun to see some of our numbers and listeners. We have listeners in 28 different countries. What? That is amazing. And it was just so cool to see some of the more individualized breakdowns of where people are listening, what episodes they're listening to. Uh, So thanks for making us part of your year on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, wherever you're listening. We don't discriminate. Yes. You can find us on Twitter at So It's a Show, Instagram at So It's a Show. You can find all our resources for each episode on So It's a Show podcast.tumblr.com. You can sign up for our little newsletter. You will be getting December streaming recommendations. This, along with this episode, you can sign up in the link in our show notes. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you in the new year. Season six. Yes, we're taking a little break for the holidays. And we'll be back with season six in January. Bye.